Deadlines in your marketing campaigns are stupid, and I'm being rude and crass for running campaigns built around deadlines. That appears to be the conclusion of one of my subscribers. Let's go through today's episode and, and uh, see what you think about this. Basically, I just I ran this promotion and I got a reply from a subscriber. I'm not going to give their name or anything uh, to one of my emails that talked about the deadline and even had like a countdown timer in it. Right. And uh, he said, he said, it's funny how crass we've gotten on the Internet, not talking about you specifically, everyone who's someone does it. I'm talking about issuing deadlines without stating why the deadline is necessary. It's like saying take it or leave it, which in polite company is considered rude. But it is what it is. I get the why to help overcome a reader's natural tendency to do nothing, just thinking out loud, I guess. Thanks for all the good content you send out. So am I being rude and crass by doing deadlines the way I do them? Uh, today, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how to generate more sales for your business with email marketing or in any mar medium with the power of deadlines. And don't forget, let me know what you think and like and subscribe so you get more content like this delivered to you. Let's dive in. These are the proven direct response, marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, today's episode, as usual, is sponsored by me. I'm going to link you through to a training that you can get access to without a deadline. Uh, it's the Fast Cash Flow Email Campaigns Training. Uh, the reason I'm linking this, linking you to this, uh, it's the first link in the description, is because this is basically the strategy that I use when I run a campaign like this one that got the complaints from my subscriber. Now. You shouldn't just run it because you're going to get complaints about having a sale with a deadline, God forbid. Uh, you're going to get, the, the reason that you should get this training is because it shows you how to structure email campaigns that will generate fast cash flow for you, for your business, or for your clients. Uh, yeah, check it out. The link's in the description. Fast cash flow email campaigns. It's part of my BTMS Insiders training library, which you can sign up for any day. It's like Netflix for copywriting and marketing training. Pay one low monthly fee, you get instant streaming access to all the content that's there. It's like 180 hours of training at this point, dozens of uh, different training titles on email marketing and more. Yeah, check it out. Anyways, uh, so talking about deadlines, uh, we're not going to talk about emails right away. We're not going to talk about my campaign right away. Let's start with a little story. Uh, we all know the retail pricing games, right? Every week, the newspaper comes out and it seems like at least one retailer and far more than one if it's a holiday weekend, at least one retailer is running some huge epic mega blowout sale this weekend only. It's the best prices of the season, the best prices of the year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? JCPenney uh, was well known for this type of pricing. Um, basically, <laughs> my, my wife describes other stores like this, that if you if you buy at full price, you're a sucker. And, you know, plenty of other people. I describe other stores like that, right? Um, if, if you recognize that certain stores run a lot of discounts and you buy at full price, you're a sucker. And, um, and so stores like this get a little bit of a reputation. Well, a CEO named Ron Johnson was brought into JCPenney about 10 years ago. This was uh, right after the Great Recession. And uh, he decided that he wanted to make JCPenney more upscale. And so basically, this is looking down, looking down your nose at all that retail pricing strategy, all those sale games, all those deadlines, right? We're better than that. We're above that. You know, all those 
judgments that are inherently being made in that, um, and decided to establish everyday low prices. Now, at the time, he said he's being inspired by Apple, but let's be real. Uh, JCPenney and their clothes selection is not nearly as cool as Apple um, and their exclusive product line. There, like, there are so many things that made it not a, well, <laughs> it made it like comparing apples to oranges, right? Um, so what happened when JCPenney decided to do, like they did upsell scale catalogs. We remember getting, like I was following along as this happened. Um, you'd get catalogs in the mail that just talked about their prices. There was no like discounts listed, anything like that. Well, when they rolled this out, sales dropped, uh, profits dropped, the stock price dropped, people lost jobs, store locations closed. Johnson was eventually replaced as the CEO, and they did bring back the sale-based pricing strategy, but certainly a lot of damage was done very quickly to JCPenney and their customer base, their loyal customer base, the loyalty of their customer base through this temporary change from discount pricing built around deadlines to, oh, we'll just offer you great prices every day. Um, and yeah, okay, there's lots of things. There's lots of things um, that have gone, in, gone on in the retail sector that would have impacted that. Um, but JCPenney, immediately after this decision to stop doing this deadline-based, sale-based strategy, they started struggling. Uh, eventually, the company's stock was delisted. They were taken private in a buyout. And taking away the, the sales and deadlines is not the only reason for the failure, but it's what started their downward slide. That should be a lesson to you, right? So going back to this whole idea, why do we do deadlines in the first place? Why do we do deadlines in the first place? Well, maybe you're familiar with Newton's first law of motion. <laughs> An object at rest remains at rest unless acted on by an unbalanced force. An object at rest remains at rest unless acted on by an unbalanced force. It's a law of Newtonian physics that if you don't make something move and it's just sitting there, it's not gonna start moving on its own. So the question is like, how do you make some, how do you make your buyer move? Uh, John Carlton had this old image that he would go through um, of your, your potential customer, the reader of your advertisement as a somnambulant sloth sitting there on the couch. So uh, John wrote a bunch of magazine ads in the golf market. That's one example. So the, the, you have a golfer who gets Golf Digest magazine or, or whichever golf magazine and they grab it and they sit down on the couch and they're just sitting back and they're reading and suddenly they're reading this ad that John wrote, right? They're reading this ad and okay, they're maybe excited about the ad. But in order to respond to an ad in Golf Digest, you had to tear out the coupon, fill in your name and all your information, go find an envelope, stick the coupon in the envelope, write the address, the, the to address and the from address, the return address on the envelope, go find a stamp, stick the stamp on the envelope, carry the envelope out to your mailbox, shove it in the mailbox, flip up the flag, and then make your way back to the couch to continue reading Golf Digest. Now, if you think getting someone to actually buy to place an order online is hard, think about that. Think about that. In print media, especially print media where you're not sending out a business reply envelope with the order form and all of that already built in, 
man, to get a response in that context, incredibly difficult, right? So John said, picture your, your prospect as this somnambulant sloth sitting on the couch and you have to do, like, you have to just light a fire under their butt to get them to respond. And so you do everything in your power to get them to respond. And here's the thing, like it's human nature to conserve energy. It is human nature to conserve energy. Laziness is human nature, right? Uh, humans also have the capability to do incredible work. But we naturally, as organisms, we have to conserve energy. We can't just be burning energy all the time. And so we don't take action unless it's necessary. Even smart action that doesn't feel necessary in this moment is often put off. So we make the decision that something would be a good action to take, but we don't necessarily do it because we're gonna, we're gonna conserve energy. That's, that's human nature. That's how we survive as organisms on this planet. We have to conserve energy. And so that same thing is gonna apply to someone's response to your advertisement, right? That same thing is going to apply. You're going to have to get someone to stop conserving energy and uh, expend the necessary energy to get them to respond. And deadlines are the, you know, going back to Newton, the unbalanced force that you, that you place on that object at rest, your prospect, to get it to start moving, to get them to start moving. Um, observation couple of quick observations from that email. The opening sentence was, it's funny how crass we've gotten on the internet, not talking about you specifically, everyone who's someone does it. So I want to cover two little, two little uh, phrases in there. Oh, shoot, where's my... All right. Scientific advertising, uh, written by Claude Hopkins about 100 years ago, uh, like in the roaring 20s or even in the, the 19 teens, uh, he was one of the best copywriters in the world, running one of the best advertising agencies in the world. And, you know, getting crass on the internet using deadlines. Deadlines go back a very long time. I'm going to read, this is from the chapter uh, called Letter Writing in Scientific Advertising. In a letter as in ads, the great point is to get immediate action. People are naturally dilatory. They postpone and a postponed action is too often forgotten. Do something if possible to get immediate action. Offer some inducement for it or tell what delay may cost. Note how many successful selling letters place a limit on an offer. It expires on a certain date. That is all done to get a prompt decision to overcome the tendency to delay. And we could uh, continue to go through examples that he's given here. But basically, 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 to assume this started with the internet uh, is a, reflects a very short view of history. Uh, this is something that has worked in advertising for 100 plus years. That's part of why I say scientific advertising is one of the best books on internet marketing, even though it was written hundred years ago and long before the internet was conceptualized. Because 
the fundamental principles that get people to take action have not changed, right? If you want a free copy of Scientific Advertising, I'll include a link in the description to that, or you can just go to freescientificadvertising.com. I recorded myself reading it a few years back, just as a personal resource, but then I decided to share that with the world. That's at Free Scientific Advertising. You can sign up for that. Uh, I also include a PDF download if you would prefer to read it. Uh, another uh, second part of that sentence, you know, it's funny how crass we've gotten on the internet, not talking about you specifically, everyone who's someone does it. Everyone who's someone does it. You assume causation goes one way. Become someone, become crass, and use deadlines, right? That, that's a direction of causation that I hear in that sentence. Everyone who's someone does it. Okay, you become someone, like you become this, this like, I don't know, whatever internet marketer, and you decide, all right, now I'm going to start using deadlines because it doesn't matter and I'm not going to have to justify or anything. I'll just use deadlines, right? What if it's the other way around? What if the causation goes the other way? You embrace deadlines and you become someone. You embrace deadlines and other effective and accurate marketing strategies. And you become someone. You learn what works you develop an active or an accurate view of reality. I'm sorry. You develop an accurate view of reality, not obscured by how you wish things would be. And when you have this accurate view of what gets people to respond and what doesn't, and you don't cloud it with your judgments of, you know, what should and shouldn't be true about how humans behave and how humans respond, then perhaps you start to generate the kind of response that gets recognition. And honestly, like this deadlines thing, I don't necessarily disagree with this person. I wish I didn't have to run deadlines. I wish I, I wish I could just show you like this is valuable, buy it, right? And I used to not do it nearly as much, but it works. I have all sorts of things you can buy every day. All sorts of things that you can buy every day. Now, prior to running this latest, these, these little promotions that I'm running here, I am creating a slightly different offer. I'm creating lifetime access to training versus getting it from inside the BTMS Insiders members area. But it is training that you could sign up for pretty much any day by registering as a BTMS Insiders member, right? You could give me money before the, the promotion happens and get it as a BTMS Insiders member. But it takes me running these campaigns with deadlines to get people to pay attention and to respond. If I don't put a deadline on it, you don't take action even if it's in your best interests, right? Even if, it, like, I was getting five-star reviews from people who just bought this training during the course of the promotion, and they would have never bought that training. They would have never found this valuable resource that they described as a valuable resource for themselves if I didn't put a deadline on it. Right? So why do I do deadlines? Why do I de do deadlines? Well, three reasons. Number one, because they work. I get way more response with a deadline than without. And this doesn't just apply to my products. This applies to, you know, if I'm doing client projects, if I'm doing anything like that, it applies there too. Like if you have a deadline, you're going to get more response. Most of my most successful campaigns, we figured out some way to incorporate some kind of deadline, some kind of scarcity, some kind of urgency, right? We do deadlines because they work, because they generate more response. So you want me to justify my deadlines? 
Ah, uh, because I want to. That's number two. Why do I do deadlines? Number two, because I want to. They work better. You know, that's a nice reason to do it, right? Um, so part of my because I want to comes from recognizing that they work better and they generate more revenue. They also give me a rhythm to doing promotion, give me a rhythm to, you know, my, my different types of content that I put out and the different uh, ways that I, that I operate my business on a monthly basis. So they give me a rhythm to how I run my business. Um, I also want to do them because they're great for campaigns, right? If I just ran a campaign talking about this is nice training, this is nice training, this is nice training, this is great training, it's awesome training, etc. Okay, um, now tomorrow we'll talk about this. Well, I kind of do that in my daily episodes. I kind of promote. You know, I, I talk about training all the time in my daily episodes. It does not stimulate the kind of immediate response that having a deadline does. Um, so... It, it makes the campaigns more interesting, more compelling. It actually inspires action in a way that not having the deadlines doesn't. And notably, consistently, about half the sales that I generate from any campaign come on the day of the deadline, uh, which is a big reflection of, of that. And uh, the third reason, so first reason was because they work. Second reason is because I want to. Third reason, and this is not necessarily an order of importance or anything, but a third reason is because I want you to take beneficial actions. I want you to take, th take actions that will benefit you. I, I'm a firm believer in J. Abraham's strategy of preeminence, um, and that is seek to become the preeminent authority on your particular market area, your topic, your, um, your area of strategic importance, Become the preeminent authority. And once you have become the preeminent authority, seek to serve your market, your audience, your customer base, your prospects um, in the preeminent way that serves them at the highest level, uh, whether that is you know, buying something from you, buying something from a competitor, not buying something. I'll tell you not to buy things often. I'll tell you, th I'll, I'll, I'll give you recommendations to other people that um, I find do something valuable in a way that I could probably rip off, but that you'd be better off going through them. You know, I, I point you towards other directions often. Um, but also part of the strategy of preeminence is recognizing that when I have something that would be extremely beneficial to you. I should do everything in my power to ensure you. If it is more beneficial to you to take action than to not take action, I need to do everything in my power to ensure that you take action and avail yourself of whatever it is, right? And so I believe I've created my training to be extremely beneficial. My goal is in all cases to have Every dollar you spend with me, come back to you a hundred times over, over the course of your lifetime, over the course of your career, as you apply what you've learned. So for example, you know, the training that I was, that I was running, it was a copywriting framework. Um, it, that was the promotion that I was running. And um, like many of the times where I pull an individual training title out of the catalog, I made it available for, uh, for $97, right? And um, 
my 100x ROI goal means that my goal with you taking that training is it generates at least $9,700 for you, $9,700 um, over the course of applying it. Now, I know one sales letter, like I'm at a point in my copywriting career where one sales letter is worth more than twice as much, right? So it is not hard. It is not hard to get 100x ROI from that. And I believe that, you know, that, that's the value that's inherent in my training. That's the value that I've put into my training. And I could talk about this all day long and you don't buy it. But I create a special offer with a deadline and you do. So if it's my goal to get you to take actions that will benefit you on the level of 100x ROI, if it gets you the benefit of the training, why shouldn't I do deadlines? It would be rude to do anything besides what gets you to take action and avail yourself of that, right? So is it really crass and rude? Is it really crass and rude? Uh, the subscriber said, I'm talking about issuing deadlines without stating why the deadline is necessary. It's like, like saying, take it or leave it, which in polite company is considered rude. Is it really though? Is saying take it or leave it inherently rude? In uptight company, maybe. Polite company? I think that you can be polite and direct and assertive at the same time. So take the sports coach. Take a sports coach who, who wants the best for you, right? They create an opportunity for extra practice time or some other way to improve your skills. And they say, hey, if you want to improve your skills, uh, if you want the chance to compete at a higher level, come here. Come do this practice. There's going to be an investment of like, maybe it's going to be a financial investment. Maybe it's going to be a time investment, whatever, right? But they, they say, come, here's your opportunity, right? They're not forcing it on you. They're just telling you, take your opportunity or leave your opportunity. And there's going to be a deadline to that, right? Inherently, it's going to, it's going to be an event that comes and goes, right? Is that really rude? Is it rude for the sports coach who says, I've created this opportunity for you to better yourself, to improve your skills, to improve your abilities? Do you want it? Take it or leave it. Is that them being rude? Or is that just being assertive and direct and giving someone a good opportunity? Or like a server at a restaurant, right? Um, uh, you go out to eat, you have your meal, and the server shows up at the end of the meal, and they say, um, you know, I was going to close the ticket. And, uh, and, 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 and get you your, your receipt and payment information, et cetera. Uh, but would you like dessert first, right? Would you like a slice of cake? We have, we have this delicious chocolate cake, right? Our, our baker made some delicious chocolate cake today. Would you like a slice of it? Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. They're offering it to you. There's a deadline for they need to close out the ticket to get you, um, to give you the opportunity to pay for your meal, right? Now, there's a few ways that they could be rude about it. They, they could say, are you going are, are, are to be a, like a sucker who doesn't order dessert with your meal and who, who's just trying to pay less and spend less and uh, just take advantage of our service? Like that would be rude, right? But if they come to you in a way where they say, here's a slice of delicious chocolate cake. Are you interested in, in, in this? Um, I'm going to be closing out your ticket in a minute, but I can add this if you would like it. That's a take it or leave it moment, right? They're not being rude. Life is full of deadlines. Time keeps moving forward. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. People move on, opportunities move on. And the simple act of take it or leave it, in my opinion, is far from being rude. It's just being 
direct, and assertive. And so let me close this out with uh, a little lesson that I did not expect to include here. This is a unexpected personal development lesson on top of this. Um, my belief and my understanding and my mindset as I'm doing deadlines is one of assertiveness, basic assertiveness. Um, assertiveness, we could break it down to choosing and enforcing boundaries, right? So I set a boundary in business that could be, I create a deadline. I could tell you or don't have to tell you why I'm creating that deadline. I, you know, JCPenney could tell you or doesn't have to tell you why they're running a sale, right? Uh, whatever retailer that's selling a limited supply of a particular item, they could tell you or not tell you why they ordered that many and not more, right? They set the, they set the boundary, right? They choose the boundary and they enforce the boundary. So my deadline is gone, it's gone, right? The opportunity is gone. Yesterday, you could buy the training for lifetime access. Today, you can't, right? Take it or leave it, that's fine. I'm giving you the opportunity to leave it. I'm not shaming you for not responding. Right? I'm not telling you you're a horrible person because you didn't. I gave you an opportunity and I said, hey, if you want it, it's here today, but it's gonna be gone tomorrow, right? And I chose arbitrarily to end it on, on uh, Halloween night. I had a little fun with Halloween, with the theme, um, and, and the, 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 um, the deadline was primarily set because it was the last Monday in the month. It was the last weekend of the month, and I like to run the, these promotions from Friday to Monday, right? But that choosing and enforcing boundaries, that's what that was. That's assertiveness. It's not aggressive. If somebody's aggressive, um, that can definitely be rude. So like forcing a boundary on others or violating their boundary, right? Um, take it or leave it. But if you don't let leave it be an option, that can be aggressive, right? But this is like, this is, this is a free market transaction. You, um, I'm not forcing you to do anything. I'm not forcing you to give me money, right? That would be aggressive. Um, and, and that's not what I'm trying to do. It's not passive, right? If you let others violate your boundaries, if, if, um, if I choose not to run a sale because I'm afraid of offending somebody who's extremely sensitive about it because I decided to put a deadline on it, like if I choose not to do deadlines from, from this point forward, that would probably be passive, right? Uh, letting others violate the boundaries that you choose for yourself for running your business, right? That's passive or passive aggressive is uh, like if you expect a boundary, if you have this unconscious commitment or unspoken, unverbalized commitment where you expect boundaries from others um, or expect others to re meet your boundaries and you lash out when they're not seen or understood or respected, right? That's passive aggressive. And that's not a great way to run your business either, right? Like aggressive, passive, passive aggressive. None of those are really great ways to go through life or run your business. So my recommendation to you and the the like little lesson here at the end is learn to be assertive. Like it is okay to be assertive, to choose and enforce your own boundaries, to be direct and straightforward about it, right? And part of that is you're going to also let others do their own thing, right? You let them do their thing. Hey, if you don't want to run deadlines with your promotions, don't run deadlines. You don't have to. I know they work. They work for me. They work for 
cheese retailers all over the world. They work in uh, different markets, different contexts, right? The question is, how can you create an offer that has some some something that justifies the deadline? So for me, it's pulling something out of lifetime access or pulling it pulling it out and offering it for lifetime access when it was previously only available as part of the subscription, right? Um, but create your own rules for any reason. And that can include creating a campaign with a deadline. Um, so like these product of the month campaigns, I call them product of the month campaigns that I'm running where I pull something out of BTMS Insiders. I say, hey, would you like lifetime access to this? Um, you know, this is this is what the deal is. That's my prerogative, right? It's, it's my choice to do that. And um, you can take it or leave it. And I'm not saying that in, in a way where I'm really intending to be rude. I'm just being direct. Like these are the rules by which I run my business and you have the right to set the rules by which you're going to engage with me. And you have the right to set the rules by which you run your business. And if you do want to know how I structure these fast cash flow email campaigns. Don't forget, there's a link in the description to that training, fast cash flow email campaigns. And uh, I will also include as the second link, the free scientific advertising uh, audiobook and PDF download by Claude Hopkins. Those links are in the description. I'm Roy Fur. this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Don't forget, if you'll watch this long, you should certainly like and subscribe as an indicator um, that you want more content like this. And let me know in the comments, you know, what did you get out of this? What was your big takeaway? What might you do uh, going forward as a action item from this episode? All right, I do this every day, so I'll catch you again in tomorrow's episode. See you soon, bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.